Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. Welcome to Catholic Baltimore. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We're here talking about about part two to integrating spirituality and health, bringing God into your plan for healthy living. We have back Paul Gallagher. Paul Gallagher is a regional manager for Loyola Press. He leads retreats on spirituality and health. He is the founder of a, a website called Making All Things New to, on Ignatian Spirituality and Health. So welcome back. Thanks, Father. It's good to be back with you. Paul, can you recap a little bit about your experience with realizing a little bit of a crisis of health and the next steps in, in how God worked in your life? Sure. So like many people in middle age today, and now we know even younger people, we're eating the wrong foods and we're not exercising enough. And that was certainly the case for me. I was taking care of my spiritual life with a great spiritual director and I was working for the church. So I had in my mind all those things covered, but I neglected those other key components of of my health. And, and it caught up with me almost 10 years ago now, where I got a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. And the, this diagnosis now is reaching epidemic proportions in the United States, as is the crisis in obesity. A third of our population is considered obese today. And these things have terrible consequences on our overall health. But I think, you know, we know the scripture tells us that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit and we need to care for our bodies. And so God gives us that word in scripture. And I think it's good for us to be reflective on that is how am I caring for my body? So if you can share in brief and summary of what we talked about before, what did you do and what happened? Sure. So as divine providence would have it, after that diagnosis, I began a journey into Ignatian spirituality, and I made an eight-day silent retreat at a local retreat center, and the focus was, what do I need to do to improve my overall health and bringing God into my health care plan? And I found some great things, some great practices in Ignatian spirituality to help me with that. And again, as Providence would have it, after that retreat, you actually introduced me to our mutual friend, Nancy, and she led me through a 19th annotation retreat. And and how did that affect your health in summary? Yeah. So over the span of that retreat, what Ignatius would say, a retreat in everyday life, so about 35 weeks, Nancy integrated the rules for eating that Ignatius had put into the spiritual exercises. And I really took those to heart. So I, I was walking every day. I changed my diet, praying an hour at least each day. And I lost 65 pounds and uh-huh. reversed the diabetes. That's incredible. And you shared with the stories. Tell our listeners about how it affected others around you. Well, the parish where I was working was a very large parish. And it was fascinating to me when everybody kind of came back after the summer and people saw, boy, Paul lost a lot of weight. Many people thought I was sick. And here I was 
healthier than I'd been forever. <laughs> and But it's just that common sense of things today. People tend to look at things a little bit more negatively than positively. And as I was talking to people, they were coming to me saying, I got that diagnosis too. What exactly are you doing? Mm-hmm. And over the span of several months, people began integrating these practices from Ignatian spirituality and they changed their diet, they were walking, and they began coming to my office saying, Paul, my doctor just took me off this medicine and that medicine. And so actually with your help in discernment, we realized together and with other help as well, that this could be replicatable. And this is a really important thing for today's people in the church. All we have to do is look around and Again, we realize that not everybody is viewing their their bodies as temples of the Holy Spirit. And that one of the key practices in Ignatian spirituality of vision is if I'm going to lose the weight and I'm going to get healthy, it's not going to be for me. It's going to be so that I can do more for God. Right. So God is always the focus. Mm-hmm. So if you if you look at at everything that we do for the greater glory of God, the St. Ignatius's motto, It's not for my greater glory, it's for God's greater glory. And when I'm physically healthy, I can certainly do more for God than when I'm not. Yeah. And and that led you to your journey where just immersing yourself in Ignatian spirituality would lead you to study to do a doctorate. Why don't you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, well, so in conversations with you and others, that idea that what happened to me can be replicatable. And in today's world, one of the ways that we validate that is through academics. And so I went to Catholic University and received my doctorate from them in Ignatian spirituality. And my project, my doctoral project was basically a retreat over a weekend and then 30 days of online follow-up, integrating eight key practices into the lives of the retreatants. Can you speak with, how many retreats have you done at this point? Oh gosh, probably over 20 now. 20 retreats, and tell me some of the fruits of those retreats of people who have been on these retreats. And you, and I know that you lead it with a team of people. Yes, well I think one of the... Who would be your team of people that you would bring with you and then tell me some of the fruits of it. Yes, so Nancy, the lady who led me through the retreats, or through my my spiritual exercise retreat, Nancy is also has some background in psychology. She is a registered nurse, and so she comes from the perspective of helping people understand eating habits and eating addictions. And and I know my expertise is not there, so it's always good to have uh, (laughs) others who can come. We've had nutritionists come on the retreat. And one thing that a wonderful nutritionist said early on, and I've always taken it to heart and I share with people, is that what happened to me happened to me. And it may not happen for other people. However, find what will work for you. Bring God into that and bring someone else to discern with you what God is calling you to do. And share a story of one or two people on the retreat and some of their experiences of what people have found. I was mentioning when we spoke earlier about this idea with the rules for eating that we should imagine Christ at the head of the table. Yes. And focus more on Christ 
than the food that you're eating. So many people eat for pleasure today and not so much for nourishment. And in fact, a lot of people, including myself, we eat so fast that we're not even really tasting the food that we're consuming. But what Ignatius would say is if you're focused on Christ, then we're eating the food and we're getting the nourishment, but the focus is Christ with us. Yes. And it, it changes the dynamic there for sure. Yes. And so the number of people who have been on these retreats, and we'll talk a little more more about it in our second segment, the idea that you have been leading retreats with a team of people in Ignatian Spirituality and Health, and there's been many great fruits, especially with continual follow-up with people and directing them to some continual support as they leave. Uh, We're going to take a break right now. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm here with Paul Gallagher talking about integrating spirituality and health. We'll be back in a moment. May God bless you. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. Church leaders condemned bomb explosions that killed at least 20 people and injured about 100 others inside a Catholic church in the southern Philippines January 27th. UCANews.com reported the Islamic State group claimed responsibility for the bombing, which occurred during Mass at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Mount Carmel in the city of Holo. Islamic State, which often claims responsibilities for acts of terrorism, issued a statement claiming two suicide bombers detonated explosive belts inside the church and near its entrance. The first blast left bodies strewn on the floor amid destroyed pews. A second explosion near the entrance, shortly after, killed at least five soldiers trying to help the wounded. The Bishop's Conference condemned the attack and called on Christians to join hands with all peace-loving Muslim and indigenous communities in combating violent extremism. Pope Francis also expressed his sorrow over the attack. I raise my prayers for the dead and the wounded, the Pope said in Panama, where he was attending the World Youth Day celebration. To read more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. Walking the halls of the School of the Incarnation in Gambrels, Alicia Gogui's bright disposition radiates. Gogui is in her 15th year as a valued member of the Incarnation community, where she works in the after-school program and volunteers as a classroom helper. The 34-year-old has Down syndrome, a genetic condition that can cause varying degrees of cognitive disabilities and physical challenges, but that has never stopped her determination and positive spirit, which have produced a childcare certification and the honor of representing the United States in the Special Olympics. To read more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. While the Swiss Guards' halberds and uniforms have remained largely unchanged over the centuries, its ceremonial helmets are now a product of 21st century technology. The four-pound hand-forged metal helmet has been replaced with new lightweight headgear. It is now made using a 3D printer and tough, weather-resistant thermoplastic, the same material often used for automotive exterior parts. The Swiss Guards used the new helmets during a special ceremony January 22nd at the Vatican, commemorating the 513th anniversary of their foundation. To read more on this story and many more, visit catholicreview.org. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, this is Emily Rosenthal. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish 
or have the Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android and follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome back to Catholic Baltimore. I'm here with Paul Gallagher. Paul Gallagher is involved in helping people integrate spirituality and health, especially through Ignatian spirituality. So welcome back, Paul. Thanks, Father. Good to be back. Paul, can you tell me, we were just talking about the retreats that you and a team of people lead. Tell me what the retreat is and what the retreat isn't. Thanks. That's an important distinction, I think. The retreat is a spiritual retreat. It's not a medical retreat. So we don't offer medical advice. I have no expertise. Nancy doesn't. No one else on the team has expertise in that. And we always say to people that it's very important if they decide to make changes to their diet and exercise, they should talk to their healthcare provider. For spiritual changes, they talk to God, and, and, <laughs> sure. and they can get they can that we can do immediately. Mm-hmm. And and in many ways, that's the most important thing that we can do. The changes that we can make to draw ourselves closer to God, to get rid of, as Ignatius would say, disordered attachments, yes. and, and get our lives together so that we can do more for Him. One of the things that, if we can back up a little bit of your story, some time ago, especially through your witness and journey, you started a website. Tell people again about your website. Give them the address and tell them what you've been doing for the last 10 years on this website. The website is www.makingallthingsnew.com. And I would say that it, it began as a way to just spread the news about Ignatian spirituality and what happened to me as far as my health went. And now not everything on those 10 years of posts are related to spirituality and health. There's all kinds of things there on that website, but there's lots of really great healthy recipes, tremendous amounts of material on Ignatian spirituality, and and ways that we can simply 
do more for God, however that might manifest in one of the reader's lives. But this idea that there is a connection between spirituality and physical health is very, very important. And where do you see this this uh, platform really, this opportunity of the website going in the next steps? Websites are always a work in progress. And, and in fact, in the not too distant future, Nancy and I are going to be a leading uh, group of people through an 18th an- annotation retreat. It's 12 weeks. We'll be using Zoom yes. uh, as the technology. It's we have like a, great, a Skype. But yes, uh, exactly. Yes. Yeah, a great resource. And, and so it, that'll all be connected to the website. So one of the things that I love about my website is it's been visited by people from all over the world. And that was another telltale sign to me that people who are having health issues are looking for a spiritual answer or a spiritual connection. And and I, I think Ignatian spirituality brings those two things together. But one of the things I wanted to mention is there are literally at this point thousands of studies that have been done between the connection between spirituality and health where uh, positive connections are are visible dr harold koenig from duke university is kind of the leader in that and he's written many books on that subject for anyone that would be interested he's dr koenig's material is spot on if someone were interested in just learning more about your retreats where would they go to learn about it Sure. So my website has all kinds of information. I am booked through 2021 uh, (laughs) for retreats and I'm always excited to be in front of people to be able to share my story, but then also give them some very practical key things that they can do right away to help their overall health. And that's what my retreats are all about, is just to focus not on many things, but on a few things and focus on them well and deep. Right, and connecting that component of spirituality alongside with health. You would share with me, if you could share with your listeners a little bit more, so it's not just the retreat. Tell us more about even follow-up beyond the retreat. So we have a lot of people, you know this from, from your own experience, lots of people are looking for a spiritual direction today, and and they're also looking for ways that they can be helped on a one-on-one basis. And so, you know, again, not taking the health, excuse me, the, the medical side of things, but spiritual health and ways that we can improve. And again, this right some uh, disordered attachments right. and, and bring some order to our lives in all aspects. It seems to be not only through the blog, but then also just in talking with people. And I can imagine that even some of the suggestions might include a person seeing a psychologist, someone talking about if they are dealing with issues that are more deeper, uh, some of the deeper roots of unhealthy eating. Uh, It's kind of the combination of the natural and uh, supernatural, natural and spiritual, which makes it just very holistic, which is what people are looking for. Correct. And, and, you know, many people today, uh, we've come to realize that patterns are ingrained in us from our childhood. Yes. And so, you know, back when, again, back when we were kids, what we ate didn't affect us. Our metabolism was sure. going strong and, and the like. We, and our parents probably served us very nutritious food. But, but today, 
things are very different and we really have to focus on what it is that we're eating and bringing God into that picture, as Ignatius asks us to do, I think can be very helpful for people. Yeah, so it's what is it we're eating, how are we eating, why are we eating, all those key questions. Can you share uh, kind of the direction, what you're working on right now? I've begun a book uh, just in the early stages of writing. I, I'm a busy person with a lot of different things, so like most of the listeners probably are as well. So it's kind of a, a side task. But I I believe really strongly in this message. And I think putting things into a book form can be very helpful for people. Not everyone can come to my retreat. And I've had people come from as far away as Iowa at this point and several states away from Maryland, which is always a surprise to me when they they show up. But it, it expresses a need for people. And so to, to put things into a book form, I think is right now important for me. And what would be the particular theme of the, this particular book? Yes. Yeah, so the, my goal in the book is to introduce people to eight practices drawn from Ignatian spirituality. So the, the, those are the first principle and foundation, the daily examine, meditation and contemplation, in the Ignatian method, discernment of spirits and decision-making, the rules for eating, finding God in all things, and finally, something that wouldn't be exclusively Ignatian, but I I love it. Ignatius called himself the pilgrim in his autobiography. And so pilgrimage is the last theme that I have woven in to what I hope to be a chapter in the book. Pilgrimage involves walking. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you've heard this quote, maybe not, but Hippocrates, so thousands of years ago, said, walking is a person's best medicine. I see. And, and to me, uh, so this idea of pilgrimage, certainly part of the church and even other religions as well, all the, the main religions have this idea of pilgrimage, but certainly in the Christian church, in the Catholic church, the idea of going somewhere, and if we can walk there, all the better, is a very key component to getting ourselves back to being healthy. And and that is interesting of taking what you're sharing with us are, are like timeless teachings of Ignatius and incorporating spirituality into just how we look at health, how we eat, how we look at others, how we see ourselves and how it it has a lasting value. And I think that's what people are attracted to. Something lasting versus the next diet phase or the next kind of uh, new thing that's coming along. It has an integrated understanding. Would you, as you're working on this book, I I mean, if if someone said, I know you're working on the book, Paul Gallagher, but come and speak to our parish, would you come? I would. I'll come to anybody, any group who would like to hear more about this. I love talking about this. I think that everyone I know is looking for a spiritual solution to their health. And Ignatian spirituality provides that. And I want people to know about it. Yes. If you can share with, as we uh, close this out, Paul, share with our listeners uh, how to get in contact with you again. Probably the easiest way is through my website, www.makingallthingsnew.com. I also have a really easy email address that I'm happy to share, paul at makingallthingsnew.com. So if someone wants to email me, I do my best to help them. 
What a great blessing. It's been a joy in just hearing both your witness and the good work you're doing that God has done in you and also through you and that continues. We were here today with uh, Paul Gallagher. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Baltimore. May God bless you. Experience the passion of Christ like never before. Join Catholic Review Media, Father Michael Carrion and Father Patrick Carrion on a pilgrimage to Austria and Germany in September 2020 to see the famous Passion Play in Oberammergau, Germany. The spectacle is held only every 10 years, so this could be your once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to experience this amazing portrayal of the events in the life of our Lord. The pilgrimage includes a ticket to the Passion Play, seven nights accommodations in four-star hotels, daily mass, and visits to other pilgrimage sites and sightseeing highlights. Prices start at $3,499 per person, double occupancy, for land only. Airfare will be offered when it becomes available. Register by February 15, 2019 to be eligible for this early bird pricing. Again, that early bird pricing registration deadline is February 15th. Seats are very limited. For more information, visit bit.ly.com slash passionplay2020. Again, that's B-I-T-L-Y dot com slash passionplay2020. Don't miss this opportunity to immerse yourself in the passion of Christ. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.